In prior episodes, we focused on the key themes of the Global Experience 2030 study, smart and immersive technologies, loyalty in the digital age, and the evolving nature of trust. Hi, I'm Wilson Raj, and welcome to the Reimagine Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is Experience 2030, Actions for a New Operating Model. And we'll talk about some key actions that brands can take now to prepare for customer experiences in the future. I'm joined by Daniel Newman, Principal Analyst and Founding Partner of Futurum Research. Let's start at the very top. We've acknowledged that the world is largely digital. The consumer is more connected than ever before. How do brands engage the digital consumer? It's multifaceted for this one. Firstly, it's obviously to use their technologies that are prevalent in terms of whether it's AR, VR, artificial intelligence, drones. And, and the fundamental question to ask that is what value is being added to that customer journey or those moments of truth? And, and really, at the end of the day, look at the, the technology and translate that to human terms. Put the human into every engagement. Uh, what emotional needs are we uh, looking into? Uh, what informational needs? What transactional needs? What support needs? And I think once we get that, again, that outside-in view, then we can then put the technologies around those need states and be able to use things such as data management or AI and other technologies to be able to then start building those moments of truth or experiences in a, in a very streamlined fashion. And I think part of it, too, we, we cannot overlook the importance of uh, privacy and, and security as we delve into those, uh, those interactions. So the other thing I think is really important, too, is that we put the humans back into every engagement. See, I think because technology is proliferating, because we are more connected, a lot of companies are sort of mistaking the fact that we are human data points and re re replacing that we're also human. And so companies that are going to be very good at engaging the consumer are going to make the technology more transparent, and they're going to put people really at the front, but knowing that people want digital experiences. So it kind of comes back to being tech-focused, but understanding that deep below lies humans. And then I think the other thing that, that you know, they're going to be very, very focused on that stays on that uh, particular topic is security and privacy. Now, in the edition where we talked about that at, in depth, we basically looked at the fact that customers feel largely out of control. So in order to engage the digital consumer, giving them back control, it's giving them control of the experience, but it's also making them feel like they have some level of control in their data. So let's talk about this CX divide. How do you think brands can work towards narrowing the gap between the perceptions that they have versus what consumers really feel? I think the big gap here is really in the, in the uptake of technology. What we have found here through this research, or the research seems to suggest that consumers are a little bit ahead in terms of their embrace of technology and their use of technology, albeit there are some areas where consumers are a little bit reticent or they're ex exercising caution, such as you know, facial recognition and other kinds of uh, things that we saw in this report. But by and large, they are they're pretty open to adopting. Now, I think the part of this perception gap is also a technology gap because the marketing or the customer experience platforms on the brand side is not accelerating 
or is not upscaling at the same level that consumer tech is is taking off. So I think fundamentally, if we were to boil it down, how can they bridge that gap? But then also, how can they prioritize from all these endless touch points, from all these endless permutations of customer journeys and, and, and moments of truth, what are the most salient ones that truly make a brand preference you know, powerful and, and delivers profitability and loyalty? So to that, they have to turn to that data, uh, maybe use technology such as AI and other uh, advanced analytics to help do all that heavy lifting for them so that the the people there, the customer experience leaders, the marketing leaders can now reframe, redefine, and be more strategic in their thinking, right? And and, and augment the technologies to be able to build those and, and bridge that divide. And this study is ripe with data. And if you haven't read the whole thing, sas.com slash experience2030, it's available for you. But data really is the the key. There's still too big of a gap between data available, the insights it could create, and decisions being made. And one of the big opportunities to improve is simply stop making decisions that data doesn't support. Get the data organized, move it quickly, fail fast in order to innovate forward. It's not about failing as good, but it's about the data will help you get through some of your biggest challenges. And I think that's one of the biggest ways to narrow the gap. I will, having said that, give a little bit of word of caution to marketers out there. There is fatigue. Our research did prove you can be overzealous. You can overcommunicate. You can drive your customers wild with too much uh, too much engagement. So make sure you're balancing that. And by the way, the data will tell you. The data in terms of things like response rates and open rates, well, those were the old days, but that data told you something. And the data now that's available for how people engage, where they fall off sites, where their carts get abandoned, that's all hints and clues of over-engagement and under-engagement and how to get deals done. So don't forget to use the data and then pay attention to where those fall points are because you can create a lot of loyalty, but concurrently, you can also create kind of a bitter or irritated group of customers. And the last thing you want out there are consumers that are saying the experience is overwhelming. It's almost as bad as the opposite. So let's talk about digital trust. Uh, This was an important topic. Our show went deep into this, but let's give some, some quick tips to the brands that are out there listening to this about what can they do to build trust while staying data-driven? Because, of course, you could stop collecting data, but that's not a real option. Absolutely. I think the first thing that brands must do and should do is that they should view data privacy as a competitive differentiator for customer experience rather than the necessary evil of compliance or or, or governance. So flip, flip the script. Don't look at it as a as an as a albatross hanging on your neck, but take the opportunity to look at data privacy, the balancing personalization and privacy as a strategic CX differentiator. And, and so look at a couple of ways where you could build that trust. Ultimately, it's a, it's a trust exchange between consumer and brand. Uh, one tip here is to internally look at your data stewardship capabilities. Uh, make sure that you have governance authentication, security protocols in, in, in play. Make sure that you have properly defined retention times for data. How, how long are you going to use that? 
How are you going to get rid of those things? Who has access to what? So the whole plethora of things uh, in the report that we have shown to be able to do better data stewardship or what we at SAS call digital guardianship. Another element is be communicate transparently, uh, not just in your comms, outbound comms uh, around uh, the use of data, but provide avenues or uh, or mechanisms where the consumer can look at their data, check on it, make sure that uh, it's in compliance with, with their requests, uh, and and to remove it if possible. And then the last tip I would say is use as little data as possible to be able to understand the customer. I know coming from an analytics company, that seems to be an opposite. But again, you have at your disposal very advanced predictive algorithms and models. You can use that on very little data to get very accurate signals and and, and be able to orchestrate interactions with the customer without asking for a lot. Not always about more data. It's about the right data. Right. And I would say the only ads I'd have is Every industry can benefit. Some industries, as our research showed, have much more of a distrust. Don't let that uh, don't let that discourage you from making investments in trust. I think every industry will have outliers that will actually take advantage of something like this to differentiate themselves. I do see the divide getting bigger with digital trust and companies that embrace transparencies, companies that invest in trust and make consumers feel like they have some level of control are actually going to step ahead and differentiate themselves significantly. On to loyalty, another big topic Wilson, what can brands do to be more loyal or to create more loyalty from their customers? I think we said it succinctly in our uh, one of our episodes that dealt solely with loyalty is don't just do loyalty programs. Be, be a loyalty company. That means infusing points of interaction that are building trust and loyalty and affinity uh, even before they, they become customers at every step of the journey. And that is through either saving them a lot, lot of attention by outsourcing the thinking for them, by reducing uh, barriers through their journey, uh, or by truly surprising them, giving them those, those moments where you're, we are sh- shocking them in a good way and surprising them by giving them con- contextual relevant interactions. I think that's a key thing. And, and don't make that a program. Make it programmatic around the journey. Yeah, and definitely... Make it easy for people to do business with you and not just the procurement part, not just the swipe the credit card or pay. Think about every step. Think about the fact that every industry has a slightly different journey, but where the customer tends to come on the ramp and where the customer tends to go off the ramp and how do you, A, keep them on the ramp longer and how do you, B, make it easy so when they want to learn about the product, when they want to ask questions about the product, when they want to engage with a service, all these different things, how do you make it easy enough, uh, create that visibility, reduce attrition, convert at a greater rate, and then make them want to become advocates. So it's really about building advocacy. So it's beyond even loyalty to creating advocates that are going to go out on social and into their digital realms and really talk positively about your brand. That's going to be a big part of loyalty into the future and into 2030. So here we go, advancing the customer experience into 2030. What recommendations do you have for brands as they drive towards the customer experience of the future? I think ultimately it goes back, I think Daniel, you said it is about the customer as a human. So our technologies are not supposed to rem- 
replace the human elements that we are accruing to in terms of their their purpose, their their passions, uh, their proclivities, right? In terms of why and how they're engaging with you as a brand. So I think the technology should make us more human in dealing with customers, not more technical or more technological in dealing with them. So I think, uh, you know, it seems to be sort of, you know, uh, you know, uh, often state that, uh, a statement that's very common, but be customer-centric. But I think it takes on a, a different a nuance in, into the future. And again, for us at SaaS, is around that, that use of data in a very responsible way to create those moments of truth, those touch points that resonate with, with customers as humans first and then customers second. Yeah, start with the people, put the people at the center, the customer at the center. I'd say commit to innovation. What is innovative today won't be innovative tomorrow. So don't ever be stagnant and complacent. Embrace privacy. As I mentioned earlier, I won't touch on that much because I already covered it. And we talk a lot about failing fast and failing forward. And I, I will continue to beat that drum. Is It's not ever about failing and failing is never the actual intent, but it's about how quickly can you understand the customer, understand what works and do, what doesn't work, leverage innovation and technology and data and analytics to gather and garner that insight and move on to the things that are working. Use data as your, as your guide. Incorporate the tools and technologies, AI, machine learning, to help you do it faster and then put people to use because with all this automation and all this technology, we're going to have a chance to upskill our workforce, to get more out of every single person that's part of our organization. And at the core, those people will always be critical. The best people will always be critical to creating the best companies, no matter how much technology is involved in any experience that is created. And with that, that is the playbook. If you want to see it, we give a checklist at the end of this Detail 4,000 respondent, 2030 forward-looking research that we did over the last year. Absolutely. And yes, there are tons of helpful, practical resources. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to sas.com slash experience2030 to get more resources and content. You've just listened to the Reimagined Marketing Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play or any of your favorite podcast platforms. And we'll see you at our next episode. Take care.